Hey folks, it's Murray. We're back again for another exciting episode of the Community Call Podcast. Join us tonight for a rousing episode. We're going to be discussing the New Hampshire primary, Joe Biden, and what's taking place in the South Carolina primary as well. You don't want to miss this episode, so check us out tonight live for the Community Call Podcast. And I'm your host, Murray Riley Jr. We're back again for another rousing episode of the Community Call Podcast. Oh, boy, the New Hampshire. Uh, I, hey, hey, what more can you say about what happened with New Hampshire? Bernie Sanders uh, won New Hampshire, close a, a close, close victory for him. I'm, I'm, I'm saying close because Pete. Mayor Pete was right there as well. Um, some, 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 a bunch of surprises. I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I was surprised at the the way Joe Biden performed during this whole thing. Also, I want to talk about Elizabeth Warren, Amy Kobachar, who is the dark horse in this situation. She came to the forefront this time. My, I was blown away by by this entire setup. I don't know about anybody else. But I was blown away by this. I don't know about anybody, but I feel like there is no clear front runner at this moment. All we have is some strong candidates coming to the forefront right now. Bernie Sanders has has surprised me a lot. I am very, very, very concerned about Joe Biden right now as we speak. And I know you guys, we've we've kind of been touching on 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 a lot of things when we came to you last. And here we are again, we're talking about the primaries, and we're talking about New Hampshire. What's up next is the South Carolina primary, and Joe Biden does not have a real, real shot to win. I think he's counting on the black vote in South Carolina, but uh, his campaign hinges on what happens in South Carolina, I think. And in my mind, I think there's a lot of things that just jump out that says he may not he may not do what he thinks he's going to do in South Carolina because the voters are temperamental here in South Carolina, and that's just that's just a sidebar coming from Murray. Um, I've been speaking with people all over the place in regards to this, and it's just uh, the same thing. Also, we want to talk a little bit about what's what's going to happen going forward to Super Tuesday. We got Michael Bloomberg out there who's potentially going to jump into the midst of it, in the midst of this. A Quinnipiac poll came out. He's like at number three in the Quinnipiac poll right now. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Um, folks are talking about millionaires and billionaires hanging around. So Bloomberg's there. Tom Steyer is still there, too. Um, we'll see what's going to happen here. I wonder what the guys are going to say tonight in reference to all of these developments that have been going on. Also, the president and Roger Stone and what's happening with that. We're going to touch on that a little bit. Three, four of the prosecutors for this have resigned their positions in the Justice Department. And I tell you what, I am very concerned by what's going on with that as well. Looking forward to finding out what the panel members think of this as well. Hey, folks, we're here. We're hoping that you're listening to us wherever you are across America and across the world. We do have the team members here tonight. We're going to bring them into the show right now. 
And uh, here we go. Hey, John. Glad to have you on. It's a pleasure to be on, sir. Hey, Charlene. Glad to have you on tonight. Thank you. I'm here. Hey, Michael. Glad to have you on, buddy. Thanks a lot. Hello, folks. Yeah, we are back. And uh, guys, what are you guys thinking about New Hampshire? We 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 kind of shared some stuff in in the feed last night while all these developments about New Hampshire was taking place. And I'm gonna go to Sean tonight because Sean, your guy won this primary. How are you feeling, my man? How are you feeling right now? It was a. It, Again, New Hampshire, close to his home state, Vermont. It's going to be this one, New um, this one, Nevada, and a few others are going to be going to be in his favor. I'm keeping quiet though, because again, as you said, Super Tuesday is going to be where it's all all going to matter. Because then he has to, he has to not only do well in the northern areas, but Rust Belt in the south. Uh, I think he has a better chance than Rust Belt, but it, for me, it's the southern states. How he's going to handle there. Yeah, I agree too. I I I think this trek through South Carolina and the rest of the southern states, we'll see how it goes. Um, Super Tuesday's coming uh, in March, so we we Super Tuesday's on March the third, I think. And you have fourteen other states that's going to be voting, and so we'll see how he's how he's going to do then. I know I have my two Biden supporters here. Charlene and Michael, I know we've we've all had this long debate about Joe Biden throughout the entire season of the podcast, and I am concerned, guys. I am very concerned. One thing that I'm going to say, and I know it's going to be controversial, and people are going to be like, Murray, you, where where have you been? What rock you been under? Um, guys, Joe Biden seems out of touch at this moment. Um, Joe Biden seems frail in moments of of him doing dialogue with folks have have we overlooked something with with our candidate i am very concerned charlene what's your thoughts i know i know this is just can 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 we turn the corner with this well, how you feel because with me i'm feeling i'm feeling like joe's vulnerable right now what are your thoughts I feel like he's very vulnerable right now. I feel like um, he took some pot shots based mm-hmm. on the garbage that Trump was spewing about him. And again, just like he did with Hillary, I think it's going to stick. It's bothering me to the very bitter end because we all know that this is the candidate that I feel will best beat Trump because he's an honest guy. He stands for something. He's not someone grubbling in and pointing fingers and growling at folks. I mean, he right. really, really stood for something when Obama was in the office, and that's why I feel like he will be an extension of what Obama was doing. We'll be back to basics where we were, not not this, this mess pointing fingers and calling names and talking about people. I don't like it. Right. At right. All. I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm having issues myself with this whole thing. Michael, what 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 are you thinking, my friend? Because Charlene is touching on some stuff. We 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 feel like Biden is the strongest person who could beat Trump. 
But Bernie is Bernie is Bernie. Bernie's making some inroads into this. He's won both. He he won Iowa. He's won New Hampshire. He's in a, he's in a he's in a great in a great space right now with this. And I can tell by the way he's talking now. There's a lot of confidence in in the way he's looking at this thing from a bigger picture. He's talking about we could build a great coalition. And so what are your thoughts? We've been talking about Bernie Sanders for two election cycles. Here we are on the second, and we still have Bernie here, and he may have an outside shot at this. And so, Michael, tell me your feelings on things. What are New Yorkers are thinking? Well, for one thing, I still have my concerns regarding Bernie in terms of his credentials. I mean, if the guy's, if the guy's got the talent and – the tools to beat Trump, then God bless him. But please do not screw it up for the Democratic Party, meaning you're either an independent that must be a registered Democrat or you are already a registered Democrat. I have been confused, Murray, and everybody, because whenever I see Bernie's name coming up on the screen, he is listed one moment as an independent, and then he's listed one another moment as a Democrat. And it's been kind of mm. like back and forth. So I'm wondering, like, what the hell is going on here? But we need to make one correction, and that is Iowa did go to Pete Buttigieg with Bernie, with Bernie Sanders close behind him. So it looks like between the two contests right now, Iowa and New Hampshire is Pete and Bernie at the top of the tickets with them trading places in terms of first right. place and second place. All right? Right, right. Uh, and, you know, we, we just got to be concerned with that. But um, Joe Biden, first I always said, I never guaranteed Joe Biden to be um, – I can't say the front runner or who actually be the nominee, given the whole host of Democratic contenders who all had the same thing in mind, the common denominator of defeating the dangerous Donald Trump that is inside mm-hmm. the White House. So, you know, I give it up to all the Democratic contenders that um, decided to sign up to, and contend to um, defeat this guy. But remember I said that it was very important that, of course, we could only have one nominee, but right. every one of these contenders would have a specific talent to contribute mm-hmm. to hopefully the next administration to not only defeat this imbecile in the White House, but also defeat the GOPs, particularly this year in the Senate, that aided and abetted this imbecile criminal and to start righting the wrongs uh, and the injustices done by this administration. You know, when Barack Obama became president in 2008, what, um, at his inauguration ball, upon being interviewed by one of the reporters, he said, excuse me, we have a lot of work ahead. We have a lot right. of work to do. And sure enough, right. after Trump, we're going to have a lot of work to do. Now to, answer your, question, yeah, now to answer your question about Joe Biden, 
what have we overlooked? And I bear part of the blame myself for forgetting this. And if Joe Biden is listening, my heartfelt apologies to you, my man. The thing is that we all we all have to remember in twenty sixteen, Joe Biden could have run for president, but he lost his son Bo. All right? Okay. And Okay. And of course that hurt him. But then now, here we are in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, when you got the imbecile in the White House looking to foreign entities to dig up dirt on the Bidens, and especially on Joe's other son, you know, you're hurting the man. You're hurting his family. You're attacking his family. And who knows if it's hitting him hard the same way he lo- it hit him hard when he lost his other son. So, well, well, this has been – well, Michael, this has been some years ago. And I'm thinking that we all we all move on, and we you know we think of our loved ones after they've gone on, and we 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 gain our strength by remembering them as they were when they left us. So all these years have passed, but but the thing that bothers me, he seems disconnected. Uh, he seems as if he feels that I'm a shoe in. And, and one thing, one thing I want to say, and and and, and I'm, I'm 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 paraphrasing a little bit because uh, on on Skyshot Radio podcast group page on Facebook we had a person come back, uh, Michael Robertson, who says it's up to South Carolina to help out Joe Biden, and I said yep, but I have my concerns regarding his upcoming performance here in South Carolina. Michael said, I think he may not get the support he thinks he's going to get. I've been talking to a lot of black folks in Florida, and they like Joe Biden, but they are seriously considering Michael Bloomberg because he has all the variables that are needed to go all the way and defeat the man currently who occupies the chair. Joe doesn't have the same fight in him like he used to. I said, I said, uh, I agree, but this thing just doesn't, it just doesn't seem right to me. Charlene, what are you thinking? You, you think Michael has a point here? And Michael, I'll come back to you, but Charlene, what do you think? You think, you think Michael has a point that, that, that folks are kind of having various opinion, varied opinions about Joe Biden right now? I, I do agree with that, but I think that they're losing focus because of all the excessive external noise. Um, mm. I do not support Bloomberg. There were several surveys that came up on, um, I think, Facebook and other um, other uh, social medias that I was on asking mm-hmm. me would I support him. It was a whole long, blown-out survey, and I was absolutely not. I really don't want to because I feel like he is not going to support what the working class Americans need right now. That's like saying, okay, you have a child that's sick. Give him candy to make him feel better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that analogy Mm -hmm. reach you? So you're not treating the problem as the parent. You're not treating the problem with the child and why is it sick. 
You're actually just right. giving them something to placate themselves. I, 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 I agree 100%. And that's what Sean, what is, I, I know. It, it, it's bothering me a lot, too. Sean, what are your thoughts on this? Bloomberg, from a side view, who may jump in jump in around Super Tuesday and have immediate impact. He's third in the polling with the Quinnipiac poll, 15%. So is Biden become ineffective? Is Biden being labeled the status quo for folks? Because a lot of people are thinking, when they think Joe Biden, they think status quo liberals. They think status quo Democrats who take money from corporations and so on and so forth, who are more focused on the 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 liberal ideology of America. What are, what are your thoughts on this, Sean? Honestly, with Biden, what's what's really messing with Biden is a there are people who have the exact same place that, like for example, Pete Buttigieg and. Uh, Biden again. If they were, if one were to drop out, they would easily absorb the other person's personnel and probably would take the lead. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, you have two progressives in Sanders and Warren versus at currently six of the um, moderates. Again, if they were right. to all, that's what that's why I'm keeping. That's why I'm personally keeping my eyes peeled until because as the numbers drop, those other people are going to go other places. Meaning, if Klobuchar drops, if Warren drops. If Booker or all the others end up dropping, they're going to go more than likely to other locations. So as right. a center supporter, that's what I'm worried about because as this as, there, as the pool as the number of people drop, uh, the numbers will pull in. But ultimately, Bloomberg is going to be the one to mess them up because he's pull, again. Who does he who is he pulling from? That he, he's pretty much now personally with me. I cannot stand Bloomberg. He's pretty much the embodiment of everything wrong with the. Um, with the, I mean, not, yeah. not just the Democratic Party, the establishment. It's yeah. the CEOs, yeah. the billionaires can just buy their way in. Let's, let's be honest. He, had, he came in out of nowhere and has just been flooding the, um, flooding the airways with his ads endlessly, just dropping almost, I swear, I think he's hitting about a billion dollars worth of ads now. And oh, yeah. Gaining that ground based on just on his ads. But if you actually take time to look at what he's done during his, Tenure, you realize he's done a lot of messed up stuff. So a whole bunch. Of, this this the part that that is disturbing to me more than anything, guys. And I think I think what we we're, we are coming what what we're coming up against here is we are running up against the status quo label that's on Joe Biden at this moment. I know a lot of people don't want to use that word, use those words, status quo, but it seems that way. Sean's bringing up a great point about it because of the way Michael Bloomberg is doing this thing from the side and he represents status quo too as you know Elizabeth Warren loves to say money is running our government and so uh, even Bernie says money big money is running our government so the, the, the this these labels are very concerning to me if i had to take a poll from the four, from the three of you what would okay what would you say the poll is this it, do you think Biden's going to win South Carolina? Michael, what do you think? you think Biden's going to win South Carolina? It would take a miracle. I'm not going to rule it out, but, it, it you know, it's possible. Probable? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I, 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 kind of, I kind of feel where you're coming from. You've got that thing in your gut. Charlene, what are you thinking? You think, you think Biden can win South Carolina? 
if he wins South Carolina, look what it's going to do to the DNC. It's mm. going to completely still lead us to being split. You see what I'm saying? It will not cause oh, yeah. any cohesiveness to occur. We're still going to be oh. clamoring and fighting each other and dividing ourselves from within. So guess what? We're still losing. Right. So I agree. You know, it's, it's, still, it's still not solidify, you know, who we're going to get behind. Yes, yes. It's, it's bothersome is all I can tell you. It's very, very I, I have never seen, I have never seen our party like this before in my entire life where we, we all feel some kind of way at this moment. Sean, we taking this poll. we taking this poll. You think, you think Joe Biden's oh, going to win South Carolina? Honestly, he has, he has one of the better chances because, again, if you were to look at um based on demographics, who's the most again, South Carolina with the African American vote, it, it's ardently behind Biden. I mean, Buttigieg has his issues due to issues in South Bend. No one really cares for Sanders. Sanders has a hard time getting people getting at the African American vote. That's why I'm sitting back waiting because again, for to see how he. But the biggest issue with Biden is. Of all the candidates currently in it, who has, I mean, he hasn't, you don't really see a lot of his ground, his, you know, grassroots ground game. I mean, yeah. Pete Buttigieg has a massive grassroots campaign. Of course, um, Sanders is built on the um, grassroots, be it on the ground or in cyberspace. Klobuchar is starting to develop one. The issue with Biden is everyone's been talking about how it would be easy for him. This isn't – you're not going to get – it's not going to be a give-me for Biden. He's going to have to actually work down, start the – yeah. Yep. This is the same issue that caught um, – the same issue that caught Hillary in the um, election is going to catch Biden in the primary. You cannot just wow. sit back and expect to be given – just to be given the nomination. You have to yeah, establish, you have to you have to establish your, um, your, gra- your grassroots, and you have to make people want to – you have to sell yourself. Still, hey, I can beat Trump. I can actually do it, or and I have the idea to actually pull it off. You can't just sit back and go on. Look, I'm just who else? Who else are you going to vote for? And right, yeah, that's why that's why I say Biden had a strong pulling earlier in the earlier in the election season because he had the he had the. If you didn't think about it, he's the vice. He was Obama's vice president. Off the top of your head. It, Person thinking off the top of your head would say, "Sure, Biden. He sounds like an obvious choice." But as people mm-hmm. sat back, as other people started their grassroots campaigns, and as every faux pas he's had is starting to break, he had the lead, but it's been crumbling ever since because he hasn't done anything with it. He's just been sitting back right. thinking that would be enough. Right, right. I agree 100 percent with what you're saying. But, uh, what, my opinion is, let me, let me, let me do this. My opinion, if we if we had this vote tonight, I, I would say Biden would be in trouble because I got a feeling that South Carolinian, as I said in the opening, I believe a lot of African-American voters in South Carolina are very temperamental. Yes, we have this abundance of African-American voters who are supporting Joe Biden, but there's also a group of African-Americans who are supporting Tom Steyer as well. So nothing like being in a divided house at this moment. Seems to me that's the case here, where we have a divided house 
of of who who is the better person here. Tom Steyer, who's been in South Carolina a great deal. Joe Biden, who's a recognized name, recognized voice, recognized supporter of the civil rights movement, um, a, a two-time vice president of the United States, has the credentials. But I just feel like at this moment there may be a turning of the clock hand this time. Go ahead with your comment, Michael. Yeah, I just needed to address the Bloomberg factor because, um, yeah, Bloomberg jumped in this, and he is um, using a lot of his own money for advertising Mm -hmm. slamming Trump. Now, the thing is is that, um, and he has run more ads than any of the other Democratic contenders, all right? Right, right. Earlier today in the New York Daily News, it was reported that Trump opened his mouth um, claiming racism against Bloomberg because of the time Bloomberg supported stop and frisk and attacking and uh, violating minorities' rights. We all know um, Trump's trying to win the African-American vote. However, there are New Yorkers like yours truly that would say, stop the bus, Jesus, take the wheel, because of the fact that we all know the kind of person Trump is. This mm-hmm. is facts here, all right? Mm-hmm. It's the fact-checking, fact-checker 101, fact-checker alert. At least Bloomberg apologized for the stop and frisk policy, and he admitted that he was wrong, all right? You never, never, ever got one single apology from Trump for his attack and falsehoods towards African-Americans, towards Latinos, towards Mexicans, towards Muslims, especially towards mm-hmm. women. And he kept, right. in every group that he attacked, he said that they're terrorists, they're rapists, they're dangerous, they're killers, they're criminals. And even the old, the old keyword, the old keyword attack on uh, the old keyword attack on everybody, and I, I, I and I'm gonna tell you. Let's one, not forget. I'm, let's thing. Not I'm, forget. I'm upset with that. I'm, I'm upset with the fact that he loves to do that and attack everybody from the side, and that's not the white. No president acts the way this guy does. Right. But let's not forget just, also. Let's not forget. But it's just the Central Park mm-hmm. Five who he called for the execution death penalty on, even after they were exonerated, with his excuse saying that, oh, if, if we execute them, they will stop them from even thinking of committing a crime. Now, right. also, right. if there's anybody, any group of people that would be influential in terms of a possible Bloomberg versus Trump, I got to say it's us New Yorkers because we've dealt with both guys here in New York City, and I'm bringing, I'm bringing up the fact that Bloomberg has um, repented and, in a way, has reconciled. Trump has not. Add to that, Bloomberg has also pledged he's not guaranteeing if he would win the nomination, but he wants to make sure, and he's putting down his money to support whoever the Democratic nominee is, if it's not him, to join forces and cooperate and making sure Trump gets out of office, even if it means putting together a whole slew of commercials on behalf of himself, 
and or on behalf of the Democratic nominee. Let's not forget well, they, also that let's Obama do this. has appeared. Let's do this because where, yeah. where, where, where are you going, Michael? You're kind of building the case for voting against Bloomberg. That's going to happen, but you've got some supporters out there who feel like he's qualified to beat Donald Trump because he knows the guy. So that's what I'm before saying. You get, that's exactly before what I'm you saying. Get in, before that we he, get any he, further into right. Before we I'm get on Bloomberg's side. I, I got you. Before we get into any further into the show tonight, guys, I want to uh, let let our listeners know that that we here have a we have a consolidated voice. Yes, we do have diversity in our voices, but we are a consolidated voice, and we want everyone to know that we are consolidated in our voices here. We 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 do we do not take on the analogy vote blue no matter who vote for the most qualified person far as far as it goes with Murray. Um I I, I didn't I dislike that mantra of vote blue no matter who. No, vote for the most qualified person. That's what we need right now. Also while while we have this moment in the show, we want to extend um to our audience members to please you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms of the community called podcast. And you can catch our show at least one day after we have aired our live show. Okay. Now back to the show, we want to also emphasize the fact that when Super Tuesdays comes, we're going to know what's going to happen next. That is who is going to be the person who has the most delicates to win the nomination, you need, 19, I think it's 1991, I believe. I may be off on that. Just don't hold me to it, guys. But I think you have to have 1,991 delegates to secure the nomination, um, the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. But one thing that I'm concerned with is when we coalesce, do you think we're going to coalesce very good? Do you think we're going to coalesce very bad because we have these moments like we had last time in 2016 where we didn't coalesce until late in the convention when it was time for everybody to coalesce around Hillary, Hillary Clinton? They chose not to. They embraced um, Bernie Sanders at the last moment. He didn't come over and concede those those uh, concede over to Hillary until – almost the very end of the convention. So what are you guys are thinking? Do you think we're going to coalesce correctly this time? Or, we, or I mean, are we going to coalesce unified or are we going to coalesce in a dysfunctional manner? And I'm going to give this question to Charlene because she touched on something a moment ago that kind of struck me. Charlene, what do you think? you think we have an opportunity to coalesce better this time around or are we going to have to fight it out all the way to the end? I think we know better this time. I hope we know better this time. I think we're going to do better this time. And you said the vote blue no matter who, no. But, yeah, we're really going to have to go that route because we're going to have to show some sort of unidarity, uh, unified front before this man. If we don't, we're going to lose focus by all the other distractions I mean, his name calling, that right there just bothers me to no end. 
he has a name for each and every one of them where he calls. So no matter where we go, we're right. going to be up against a huge fight with this individual. And we're going to have I think to focus. I, so yes to me, I, I, no matter who. I, I agree with you because I think we're going to have to fight to the bitter end, and I think we're going to have to coalesce together. We can't coalesce as a divided group like we have been over the past few years. Oh, boy. One thing I'm going to tell you guys, I am. where is Tom Perez? What strategy is he employing here, if there's any sort of strategy for the group, for our party? Someone who's in the background we hadn't seen come to the forefront yet during this election process, during the primary process. Uh, excuse me, everyone. We want to say during the primary process. We have not seen Tom Perez, the chairman of the Democratic Party. Um, he sets the precedent and sets every all the rules in place as, as eloquently as Michael explained and back back uh, um, in 2016 when we had all these issues with Bernie and the group then. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm concerned with what may happen here at, at this moment, too, with Bloomberg coming in from the side. Sean, what do you think? You think we're going to coalesce as a group or are we going to be fractured? Because if we're fractured, that means there's weakness, there's weakness in the party and we need all the strength we can get to beat Trump. So what are your thoughts? Do you think we're going to coalesce like we all do or are we going to fight it out to the end? We eventually we're going to have to pull together, but honestly, with the whole fighting, the way I see it is, if we, if we're, we, I see it as is necessary because let's be honest, the fighting is preparation for dealing with Trump. I, I'm afraid we can't be, you know, you have to train for dealing with Trump. He's, for lack of a better term, um, he, what makes him really difficult is he is a troll. He spends all of his time mocking and joking. Again, he never gets the pressure on himself because you're always fighting off the back foot. I mean, I hate right. to use this, but this is, I mean, I hate to use this because this seems hilarious as heck, but anyone, anyone here a fan of WWE or w, um, WWF from back in the day, you know the heel who spends most of the time mocking and riling the crowd up and throwing off, everyone off, off their game so that they can get into the position to win? He's pretty much doing that with the, with, with the, with the Internet. He, that, he and his base have mastered one thing, and that is making everyone look like a fool and not caring what he looks like because if we're all clowns, who cares what I look like? Personally, that's why I like Sanders because, again, who has it? Among the remaining, um, among the remaining guys, who really has a strong online base that has been known to um, get very unfriendly? To get very, just almost as aggressive online as the Trump supporters, right? And right. That's the thing, though. Many of these, and that's one of the things that I don't like. Everyone's kind of icky, feeling like icky about the online stuff. Yeah. Just as, just as in World War One, planes was a new battlefield. In our new political system, keyboards are the new keyboards are the new um are the new weapon are the new air, the cyberspace is the new field of battle. I agree. I want, one thing I want to say as as we move on, guys, what what are your thoughts on how how we have how we have been communicating our feelings? I didn't get you to answer your question, Larry. What's the question? Go ahead, Michael. Answer the question. 
about to about to court? Are we going to court? Uh, are we going to coalesce? Are we going to coalesce accordingly, or are we going to fight it out? What are you thinking? I'm I thinking. A, I was in another train of thought there, but what what are you thinking? Sorry, now, I'm thinking that we will, and partially because you remember we were touching base before about this Bernie or bust idea that was back in 2016, but then yes. much of the rhetoric that we were hearing this from were from not Bernie supporters, but those that were actually Trump supporters that was trying to manipulate our, um, I won't use the word base, but you get the idea that those that were trying to manipulate um, our voters that were torn between Hillary and Bernie to, when they said, oh, I wanted Bernie to win, but he didn't do it, so I'm going to have to vote for Donald Trump. I know what the guy is like, but, hey, I'd rather have him in there than Hillary Clinton and use all sorts of false rhetoric, for, uh, all sorts of um, falsehoods, even after Bernie Sanders pleaded with his supporters to now – back up Hillary Clinton. So right. I think everybody knows better now as to not to fall for the godforsaken nonsense that comes from Trump and those from his base. Anybody that dares to say Bernie or Buss or they're going to make, raise that suggestion of if Bernie doesn't get in, then I'm voting for Trump. Don't believe that person as a Bernie supporter because Bernie would not want that and neither with any of our Democratic voters. They are all in solidarity, sharing the same um, common denominator, and that is get this God-forsaken criminal imbecile and out of the White House, as well as his um, cronies that are infecting the um, Senate as well as infecting Congress and the entire federal government. Wow, wow. You know something, we, we, we've covered so much ground with this over the last few months, and I still feel like this thing is going to go all the way down to the wire before we get a bona fide nominee for the Democratic Party. But it, as it looks, it seems as if we are, we are so in disarray right now. What happened with the impeachment failed. We didn't get any votes from any senators, but um, uh, uh, – Mitt Romney, thank you, Michael. Mitt Romney was the only one who voted against the the entire group of Republicans. And from what I understand, Mr. Romney is being harassed like no other at this moment. And he pretty much can't go anywhere out in public where there's GOP members who who are going to shame him right on the spot. But I'm I'm a man who believes in my beliefs as well. And I think I think Mitt Romney did the right thing. And there was no nothing politically motivated by what he what he voted for. And I think that's a good thing for the party, and that lets the world know that, hey, this is not the party of Trump. It, this is a party that he took upon himself to remake, and he remade the party in his own image. And so that's where we stand at this moment. Folks, we are here. We're discussing our our political t- uh, hot topics tonight here on the community call, and we want to continue to encourage you to listen to us here on, on the Community Call Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms if you choose to do so. Also, we want to um, um, ask the guys tonight what what are their feelings in reference to 
the 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 talk of the the president asking for a lesser sentence for Roger Stone. Um, there is a, a huge number of people who are holding their breaths at this moment, thinking that that's not going to happen, but it will. Um, there's also pardon talk coming up for Manafort as well. Guys, I know you've been hearing this news a little bit. It's all on social media in certain particular places. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts? What do you, how do you feel about this? This is him taking his victory lap after, after the um, after the impeachment fell through. Uh, yeah. As he, as he said, now that I've won, now that I've done this, uh, for those who stuck by me, I'm going to reward you. And those who have stood against me, I mean, look what's happening now. Those who stood mm-hmm. against him now are either getting hammered or age exit left. And those who kept their mouth shut and did as he did, he's, of course, going to reward them. Oh, yeah. Definitely so. Definitely so. Charlene, what do you – yeah, it's just a victory lap for him. He's, he's, and I think, I think Donald Trump is testing his presidential powers to the max. Charlene, what do you think? He's doing it just because he's, he has the right to, or is, or is he trying to clearly send a message to the American public that he, he, can, he can change the course and outcome of, 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 of of any person well, yeah. of his prosecution. He's the one that's running it. He is right. the one that he's telling them that he's running this right here. And he's telling mm-hmm. them that all the ones that stuck with him, I'm going to reward you. And if you didn't, like you said, look at Mitt Romney. But the thing about it is with Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney had to support his people. Those LDS, trust me, Sweet Pea, they're going to stand behind what's right. Because I oh, had yeah. a conversation with them, how in God's name are you standing up in the pulpit on Sunday when you can tell me how I'm supposed to live? Now you're just as dirty as a dog. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You that can be sucks. hypocritical. That's I know they did not want to be he, – they, he didn't no. want to be hypocritical at all based on what I could tell in his disposition because you could tell it. Michael, what are your feelings on this? You. <sighs> You know, we we we've been through this a couple of times. How you feel? What are you thinking? It's interesting you raise this, Marie, and everyone, because in last Saturday, this is February fifth. No, this I'm is sorry, February eighth. This yeah, the eighth, the eighth, yeah, the eighth. I'm sorry, February eighth. The cover of the Daily News had Trump on the cover. And referring to him as the GOP father, GOP father, in reference to the Godfather, if you all those that remember the Marlon Brando uh, movie, Rest His Soul, and the fact of the mafia mob boss, because Mr. Trump um, fired the two ambassadors that testified at the impeachment hearing. He's going further in retaliating against New York and New Jersey with um, denying funding, important federal funding, to restructure and re-strengthen the infrastructures of particularly um, underground, underwater tunnels that our railroads and subways utilize for all commuters, all commuters, Republicans, Democrats, white Blacks, Latinos, Mexicans, Muslims, you name them. The big diversity of 
people are in the public transportation, hello? And oh, yeah. now with this, oh, yeah. and then now with this interfering with um, the judicial system and the justice system, I should say. I was just listening to um, a, a serious progressive talk radio earlier, and I think the congressman's name was Joe Kennedy. No relation to Senator John Kennedy, who was a big Trump backer, but. Kennedy said that when it came to impeachment, this this was something that nobody in the Democratic side really wanted to go through, but they wanted to stick with their oath of service. And if it meant having to impeach Trump and meant having to impeach him, which they did, regardless of the outcome, but they set the case as to, as Adam Schiff said, a cover-up going on. And Mr. Kennedy did say, if Trump continues to commit these um, criminal atrocities, he can mm-hmm. be impeached again. They will bring charges right. against him, and it will put the GOPs on the spot. How much are you going to subject yourselves to possible criminal investigations down the line because you, right. too, are aiding and abetting a criminal you too are committing obstruction of truth and justice, which is a criminal offense. So I think oh, yeah, definitely so. put on notice, and the radar is seriously on Donald Trump. You want to try America, um, Trump? You really want to try us? See what happens to you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, folks, we want to also talk a little bit about. Those who have left the campaign, um, Andrew Yang has left. Um, Senator Michael Bennett has left from Colorado. He's no longer in, in the presidential campaign. Guys, what are your thoughts of these of these gentlemen leaving the campaign right now? What's bound to happen? Well, I would say that um, just because, for one thing, just because they left the campaign doesn't mean we've heard the last of them. No, because they can very well throw their support behind the remaining um, contenders and eventually whoever becomes the, um, the nominee. nominee. As mm-hmm. I had said, everybody's going to have to come together and huddle and just make sure we're all in this together. There's going to be one name. That's a Democratic nominee, but we are all in this together because we are all affected by this this disease, this thorn that has affected this great land, this great nation of ours. America, we are better than that. And if there's ever a time to make America great again, it would be now because Lord knows the guy that kept harping on that sure as hell didn't make America great again. The group, America was always great, and we were doing fine to his um, corrupt rump came aboard. Can I kind of share a little um, quick humor with you guys? Because you know I love karaoke. And... I was singing a song from one Cliff Richards. 
he had a pop hit back in the 70s called Devil Woman. And in the opening line, the first um, lyric line is, I had nothing but bad luck since the day I saw the cat at my door. Wait a minute, let me sing it. I, it went like, I had nothing but bad luck since the day I saw the cat at my door. But I changed the words around. And what did I say? <clears throat> I had nothing but bad luck since the day Donald Trump came aboard. And everyone got a kick out of that and applauded like, ain't it the truth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my sentiment exactly. My sentiment exactly. What a way to close out the show tonight. It's something to think about as we go into the rest of the week, knowing that the South Carolina primary is coming up and we'll find out what's going to happen here. And, I, and Michael's leaving me with, oh, boy, I'm going to have that tune in my head for the rest of the week, buddy. <laughs> Uh, one thing I will I'll say is we... I'll do you a favor. I'll find it on YouTube and I'll post it in the group page. <laughs> one thing I want to say to, to, to you guys tonight also that's kind of on my mind, and I want you to do this for me for homework, is survey the people that you come in contact with. Ask them where do they stand on the issues, and the main issue would be Donald Trump, and that would be a question that you would get various answers. Um, also, for homework, I want you to ask or find out in your areas where people are voting or do they have any means of getting to the polls right now because there has to be ample time for people to go out and vote and go to voting polling places. And I know transportation is one of those things. We want to come back and share this information with the audience and the audience members know that if you are somewhere and you need to get to the polls, there should be public transportation taking you to and from the polling places. Also, if you're not a registered voter, now's the time to register to vote. Those are 18 and, up, 18 and above. You should be registered voters right now. We are encouraging all, all young people to participate in this process um, because now is the time to get to set America on the right course. And that's what we need to do. Hey, folks, we want to thank the team members for coming in tonight and sharing with us here on the Community Call Podcast. Whatever you do, stay together, stay in love. Peace. <laughs>